know the rules. Because there aren't any! I think we'll be okay. I was a Boy Scout. Tom, you were a Boy Scout, weren't you? No, but I ate a brownie once. Uh, so how you been, man? You know, I've been good. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Working my little heart out. How about you? Well, uh, I don't know. Just working it serious and, um, you know, doing shit. And I got a trip coming up next week. So I'm, I'm busy. Been keeping too. busy at least. As busy as I can. It's been a while since we actually talked, though. I feel like it's been a long time oh, uh, since I've seen you. Uh, but that's because we. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's because we're very busy people. Oh, 100%. Anyways, man. For those Where of you, you listening, I joining me today is one of the one of the few oldest people I know. Like I've known you for a very long time, grade nine high school, Huron Park Secondary School. I got yes, joining sir. me today. Justice Fountain joins the banter booth today. What's up, dude? Oh, you know, just living life. Happy to see you. Happy to be here, <laughs> dude. It's a it's a pleasure. This is actually, I think, you are the first person from HP I've had join. The show, I guess Ryan Isa was from HP too, but I don't, you, I've I known don't you count longer Ryan than Ryan Isa. What? I don't count Ryan Isa. <laughs> well, I've known you longer, but I'm I don't closer count with Ryan as these a days. Person. I feel like I see and talk to Ryan every day. I don't consider him a person at all. I think he's made up. Ryan Isa's made up. He's all a figment of our imagination. Anyone who doesn't know him now that's listening right now, they're going to be so confused because they're going to be talking, who the fuck is Ryan Isa? Well, listen to a previous episode. We talked about the NBA. We broke down the playoffs and whatnot. I think it was two episodes ago. If you don't know who Ryan Isa was, he was a previous guest on the show. But he doesn't exist. I totally fight club that episode. That was just me talking to myself. The numbers, Mason, what do they mean? (laughs) They mean Ryan Isa doesn't exist. This is... I can't believe I was able to sustain a two-hour, almost two-hour conversation by myself. I literally by yourself. Oh man! I mean, I don't, I don't know who Ryan Eyes is, but I ate a brownie once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Boy Scout, but I ate a brownie once. But dude, dude that I is literally that one movie. of my favorite jokes. Like, someone at work will be like. Did you do this? I'm like, no, but I ate brownie once. They're like, what the <laughs> are you t-? Speaking of that movie, I've actually got an episode coming out pretty soon of the banter booth where I'm actually doing a, it's like the f- 16th, 17th anniversary of Without a Paddle. So I'm like no, doing a whole special no episode shit. that deals with only Without a Paddle. Dude, uh, my girlfriend and I were watching it. And I'm like, yeah, we met this guy like at the beginning of the movie, like Billy. <laughs> and she's like okay cool and she's like after like 20 minutes she's like wow he was only in the movie for seven minutes and you met this guy <laughs> still one of my favorite stories is, is going up I'm to like, him with the blu-ray copy and getting him to sign the he's, like, he's, he's like what the fuck <laughs> he was wow, so we taken were so aback. young he's not even on the cover <laughs> He just signed over Seth Green, Dak Shepard, and Matthew Lillard's faces. <laughs> and he, he, he wrote down from Billy Newwood on it. So it was great. You know what? He, I, 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 can't, I was geeking out with him. And all he's saying is, you need to watch more movies, man. You need to watch more movies. <laughs> Literally. No, and like, I haven't seen the boys until after that. And then I watched the boys and I was like, wow, I totally get it. <laughs> I mean, it's this, this guy. I was trying to tell him that I've watched like everything he's done, basically everything he's done. 
Banshee, The Boys, uh, American Gothic, and Without a Paddle. I mean, that's only a few things, but oh, but all I could talk about was Without a Paddle. All I could all I could geek out with them was, dude, I loved you in this movie. I have every script I've ever written in my life, like starting in high Based school till now, always has a Billy Newwood character in it. I don't know why. Exactly. I just love it. <laughs> dude, that's the thing is like even when we were there, like I was even starstruck. I was like, how the fuck do I act? Like, like I love without a paddle. And that was before I seen the boys. And that's when they had a. Uh, uh, Billy the Butcher and Huey was there. And I was like, I don't even know any of these guys, but I know you from Without a Paddle. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember fucking when I hugged, I asked him for a hug right at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always do that when I meet famous people. I always ask them for a hug because I'm a weird fucking dude, apparently. Because, well, anyways, I asked him for the hug. And I remember making direct eye contact with Carl Urban. He's five feet away from me because they were basically right next to one another. Yeah, and he's looking at me like, I'm some weird fucking dude that just asked his friend for a hug. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, like, what the I'm fuck sorry. is this guy that's, doing? That's my disabled friend. Uh, we don't take him out much. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Urban's probably like, no one's asked me for a hug today. Why the fuck does this asshole that plays the villain in my show give the hug before I do? <laughs> Carl Urban had a line that was backed up beyond belief, and then Anthony Starr had no line. Star, he just went right to the it was beginning. Like, it was like four and then I was like, Can I get a photo? Two of them oh, were in wheelchairs. <laughs> I bet you I remember, now, uh, if he went to Fan Expo again, there would be a huge line because I feel like his, his stock ass. has totally grown in pop culture. Oh, out the ass. Like, honestly. I didn't know it was the same guy from fucking without a paddle until like you told me. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I was like looking at his face. I'm like, yeah, that is That's like 16 years. Yeah. 16 years ago. That was him. <laughs> We're going to do great years. things, boys. That still shocks me. One of the things that shocks me the most about that movie is finding out that they shot it in New Zealand because I never would have put what? that together. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, that's like I remember. I listened to a I listened to Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard and Matthew Lillard. They had an episode together, and they talked about like how much fun it was filming it. And then they mentioned, "Oh yeah, it was in New Zealand." No, dude, like, I never would have known that. This fucking movie, because <laughs> like when I think New Zealand, that's where they filmed Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. But so, it's like, I don't think like that's. But That's Anthony fucked. Starr is from New Zealand. So then I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe it makes sense. Because then he was like a local boy that could have come in for like two scenes. And it would be really yeah. easy for him. Yeah. He just goes home to his parents after. But I, I remember I also, like, I'm, I'm obsessed with the paddle. And I, I want to save so much of the stuff I know and I love about this movie for like another episode. But like another one of my favorite, like not even a favorite memory, just something I loved that I, that happened is Sometimes I reach out to the cast on Twitter just to see, just to get like a sprinkle of something. And I, uh, one time I, I messaged, not messaged, I replied to Matthew Lillard on like a thing. He was like, oh, I'm 30, 30 minutes for landing. I'm drunk on an airplane. Ask me anything. Oh, yeah. And so I asked That's him whether a whether Powell question. And Dax Shepard replied, not even Matthew Lillard. I didn't tag Dax Shepard either. No but Dax Shepard replied and saying that the, my question was, what was the best moment of filming that movie? And Dax replied back. I hope back it was with, spooning in the cave. <laughs> no, man. 
jumping off the waterfall. That was their favorite moment. They actually did that. Yeah, apparently. I can't believe that. Well, <laughs> think about it. They also, there, there was clearly stunt people. I mean, you watch the movie, especially during the, the rapid scene when they're going down in that canoe. Yeah. When, they're, they're far yeah. enough away. You can't tell if there's a stunt double or not. But apparently they filmed multiple times that scene. And every single time, you know, they had to do a few of them with the actual actors there. And then they did some with the stunt doubles. I just can't believe that was filmed in New Zealand. That's crazy. Now you'll watch it. I mean, it's not like you will have to notice, I guess, because like it's not like you're gonna. That's watch what it I mean. Like, oh, I was about to say, I don't you know. Can tell. That's what I was about to say. Like, I don't know. Don't know what New Zealand looks like, but like it. I can't say like it looks American, but like it does. It, it does pass you know off I, for um. Oh, they were traveling to what was it? Ohio in the movie? No, I don't think it was Ohio. Fuck, I'm mm-hmm. fucking up where exactly they were traveling to. Jamie, can you pull that up? Jamie, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sadly I don't have a Jamie. I am my own. I am my own Jamie or my or my Rob from Armchair Expert. You know I can't. I gotta look this shit up. Oh, I feel it was, like it was instead like, of like getting dead air of us. Like while I look this up. <laughs> no, dude. Like I can't. I literally can't believe that I was in New Zealand because like New Zealand, I literally think Lord of the Rings, like them running across mm-hmm. the mountaintops. Oh, they were going to Oregon. That was what it was. I was close. I said Ohio. Started with an O. I was on the right track. Points for being Three. close. Not that close. Oh, 100%. Oh, man. I feel Anyways. like it was in North America. <laughs> it just tells me the most generic thing ever. Oh, they were traveling somewhere in North America. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Anyways, I ate man. a brownie once. <laughs> oh, everything about that movie. You know, people probably think I'm weird when I say one of my favorite movies is Without a Paddle, but it's my second favorite movie that, of all time. Without a Paddle, hands down, no get, question, easily. I tried to get my girlfriend to watch it, and she just wasn't having it. I'm like, this is literally like one of my favorite movies. Like, Hold on loosely, but don't let don't it let go. it go. Oh, even the soundtrack, the Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best. Like no, uh, no rain. Blind Melon. Oh, dude, no rain. Now that was a fucking great music choice. Everything just gives you a road trip and sort of adventure sort of feel with your friends. Like everything fits. That's what I mean. Like it to, uh, like to this day, it's one of my favorites. I mean, they fucking ruined it. The Mario Lopez sequel. <laughs> I've only ever seen Nature's Calling once. And I don't ever. That was enough. Never again. <laughs> yeah, that that was enough. <laughs> that was that was a that was a disgrace. I mean, people probably think the first one wasn't that great to begin with, but that second one, if you thought the first one was bad, the second one was fucking garbage. It was dog shit. It was like if you mixed up your compost with a bunch of dog shit and then threw in some trash for good measure yeah. and pissed on it, and then. I don't know, made no. that into a cake and then ate that cake. That's what it was like. It was just fucking torture. Yeah, literally. Like I felt I felt like someone's pulling out my fucking toenails when I was watching it. I was, I like someone ah. was throwing steak knives into my eyes. It literally it felt like someone put toothpicks under all my toenails and said, kick a wall. No like it wasn't or someone, it's like someone told me to go on a trampoline loaded with Legos and jump. 
that's a suicide mission. (laughs) Ah, speaking of bad movies, here's my segue. I watched the fucking worst film I've ever seen in my life a couple days ago. Now, before this, of your least favorite movie of all time was Conan the Barbarian. Do you have a guess what the new one is? Uh, give me a hint at least superhero movie came out in 2008 Man of Steel that was 2013 so close (laughs) All right, Ray Stevenson is in it Wayne Knight is also in it playing Micro can't tell you who Ray Stevenson played without giving it away 2008 very gory action film punisher war zone oh oh i was about to say punisher but you said war zone after i'm like never heard of that oh no the first punisher with thomas jane fantastic i love john travolta right doesn't matter to me but the second one i don't even know if it's a sequel really there's really no connections to the first movie at all it's barely a sequel the just the, the the other one that they made Ray Stevenson comes in really bad. Uh, I would just consider him. That was a horrible choice to cast him as the Punisher. In my opinion, I still love Thomas Jane and John Bernthal. I did a way better job than everybody, but he uh, did yeah. a horrible job. I didn't believe him for a second. There's probably a reason why yeah. he barely talked in that movie. I mean, Frank Castle barely talks in the first place, but they probably lessened or cut his lines more from this film because of how bad of his acting. That's what I would say. Like, let's just dumb this down like <laughs> 18 notches. But there's, oh man, the villain. I felt like the whole movie, I was watching it and I kept thinking to myself, did the person that wrote this script just watch 1989's Tim Burton's Batman and just go, I'm going <laughs> to remake this entire film, but make it fucking garbage and make it a Punisher film? Like, uh, I was, that's the one with Penguin and Halle Berry, right? Halle Berry, you're nuts. Halle Berry, Cowman, no. 2004, and you're thinking of Batman Returns with Danny DeVito. Okay, uh, well, when are you talking about? Jack Mr. Nicholson Freeze? is the Joker. Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. No, that's my bad. That is. But it's like it was I, fucking crazy. I could, I could see how they copy and paste that though. It it was and actually that's, and that's not the movie to copy and paste. That is not the movie to, as a Punisher. That's... Yeah, I don't know why you would take a, a Batman film and then try and copy and paste it into a Punisher film. But it, it dude, I'm not even joking. Like down down to so many different weird details, it was the same movie. The opening of the villain falls into a, you know, the hero sort of inadvertently gets the gets the villain to fall into this, you know, the, in the Batman, pit. it's this bat of yeah, acid. In this movie, it's just yeah. a fucking grinder of glass. He throws the villain into a grinder of glass. <laughs> And so the, the villain gets all it's cut up. Like, the next scene, the doctor's taking off the bandages, just like in Batman, when the doctor takes off the bandages to show Joker's yeah, white face, yeah. it shows off this guy's horribly fucking stitched back together jigsaw face. And his name is Jigsaw in the movie, so it makes sense. Oh, so but, that booted the Saw series. Oh, <laughs> Saw. That's a whole different conversation. That's a, I could get into that in a bit, but man, other scenes no, like this... Yeah. Do you remember the scene in the Batman movie when they spray paint the the paintings or they paint over the paintings and whatnot? The villains and henchmen walk in, they play like music and whatnot and do all that. Yeah. 
they do. Don't this, tell like, me it was the same thing. No, they do something so similar. They have like this, one of the worst actors I've ever seen in my life, by the way. I don't remember his name, but he plays the villain's brother. Like what, Looney Jim, Looney Bin Jim is what they call him in the movie. Looney Bin Jim. I, one of I the worst performances I've ever real seen name from too. anyone in my life. But he goes around smashing mirrors for the main villain. <laughs> so similar. You know, so similar you know, to the spray painting to over the paintings. We want you to go into every scene and just any mirror you see, just fucking smash it, man. He was <laughs> jumping at them, throwing himself at the mirrors. <laughs> normally, this normally, I don't like man. talking about movies that I don't like because I think, dude, if I made a movie and people didn't like it, I wouldn't want to hear people talking about it or like shitting on it. And it takes a lot to get a movie made. So like the fact that this movie gets oh, yeah. got made, you know, congratulations. It was one of the first, I think it was the first superhero movie to be directed by a female, Lexi Alexander. I hope I'm getting that name right. Could be wrong, but I, I just couldn't believe how astoundingly fucking bad it was. There was just no redeemable qualities. The cinematography wasn't there. The writing was uninspired. It felt like a copy and paste version of Batman 1989. Nothing was good. Like Wayne Knight for the three scenes that he's in, you know, Newman from fucking Seinfeld. That was the only part where I was like, well, he was no, okay. It's, I didn't even put that together. Or, uh, or Jurassic Park. Jerry. Uh, 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 you didn't say the magic word. Jerry. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's just unreal, man. Dude, I, I feel like you can compare that to the first Suicide Squad movie. The first Suicide Squad movie. Did you, you saw the new one. Yeah, we talked about this actually recently. What a what an improvement! What an improvement you over have, the first one. Yeah, no, I like going in there with my girlfriend. She had no idea what was going on. First movie I've seen back in theaters, and like I kind of had an idea. Oh, you want to hear even, dude? Uh, our buddy Cole saw it, and then I was going to see it the night, the day after it came out. Cole messages me. He's like, yo, you want to know who dies in Suicide Squad? <laughs> I'm like, dude, and not even that. It took about like 25 minutes of convincing. I was like, Cole, why would I want to know who dies? I'm going to see it tonight. He's like, oh, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> like, I don't think you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I'm going to see it. So, so I don't want to know who dies. He's like, yeah, yeah, I get that, but I'll tell you. <laughs> like, okay, you clearly are just fucking brainwashed at this. Like, oh, dude, I love yeah, Cole, man. Yeah, you know, he's so fucking funny. Dude, he's in Nova Scotia right now. He doesn't come back until next Monday. Is what he, I think he told me that. As far as I'm concerned, he can fucking stay there. I'll, I'll actually, I'll make sure I take a, I'll take. A little clip of this. I'll send it to him. Then he'll know how we truly feel. Yeah, make sure it's a clip where he's like, I'll tell you who dies. <laughs> Dude. I'll cut that entire minute. <laughs> Let me make a note. I'll make a note for you right now. Dude, I'm like, why the fuck do I... I'm literally going to see it in eight hours, Cole. Why do I want to know who dies? He's like, I know, but I'm going to tell you. I'm like, no. <laughs> Don't tell me. Like, I don't want to know. I'm going to see it. 
That just sounds like something he would do. He's such a fucking shit disturber. Dude, that's like, that's like, why? Like, you tell me the same thing. If you're like, hey, you want to know who dies in Suicide Squad? I'm like, no, I'm going to see it in eight hours. You'd be like, okay, no problem. But Cole's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to know? Yes, Cole. The, for the thousandth motherfucking time, I am fucking sure. Like literally, like I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm dead set on this one, buddy. <laughs> oh, dude, just think about all those high school days we would hang out. Cole, you know what? It's this is this is just great. Everybody else that doesn't know him that's listening. But just knowing how much he hasn't changed since high school. And you've known him longer than that. <laughs> oh, dude, since we were fucking four years old, he still weighs the same. Oh, man, he's still skinny. still looks like a fucking James Franco clone. Like, it's so similar still. Doesn't gain any weight. Feel like he's lost more weight. Literally. And I've never met a dumber motherfucker when it comes to movies. <laughs> hey, man, he's... No, he's... <laughs> He's not that dumb. You can't, you can't look me in my eyes and tell me Jared Leto was one of the best jokes, dude. You know he. You know Cole though. Fight. He's clearly just pulling your fucking chain. He says the dumbest shit just to <laughs> see what he would react to. Like he'll say he loves something really bad just because he knows you love it or because you hate it. Oh yeah, I could see that. That he does fucking pull my like he would fucking. He's the type of guy that'd be like Tom Cruise wasn't even in Top Gun. Do you mean Ethan Stoltz? Do you mean uh, do you mean that guy? Was he in there? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I was like, no, I mean Tom Cruise, no. Top Gun. What are you talking? It was like that was Val Kilmer. He's like, what? Val Kilmer was in the movie, but he He's didn't like, play. He didn't play Maverick. What are you talking about? It's like, no, no Val you could Kilmer say that. played Maverick. Dude, you say that shit, and he's like, yeah, I saw Battleship with Rihanna. <laughs> Forgot that movie film. even existed. So did half the planet. What a bad Transformers like clone that movie tried to be. And I feel like that's a pretty good comparison. It felt like a really bad Michael Bay Transformers film, even though it didn't have anything to do with Transformers. And you uh, you saw that meme the one time. It was like, who gives a better, uh, the better speeches? I forget who it was. Like Optimus, oh, Optimus Prime. Prime or Captain America. Yeah, it was like Optimus Prime had me standing up in the theater like I was about to fucking kill Megatron. I know, but let's be honest. I mean, but it's, it's so hard because now I'm thinking as soon as you sent me that, I thought to myself, how many speeches does Captain America have? I mean, you got to have a few of those good ones in Civil War. And then you've got I, I, I but after that, I can't really remember anything else. Avengers. Of Endgame is really just like that's, the most inspiring moment he says in Endgame is like the whatever it takes speech and then also the assemble that's when America's ass. There. That's just two words. And and yeah, Endgame, that's America's ass. That's all I can Well, that's of. just a line, right? That's the thing. It's like, what, but when I think of Optimus Prime, that man gave like five minute monologues at the end of every single movie. Uh, I, was about to, I was about to say there was like 45 minutes at the end of the movie. It's just like the whole credits is just Optimus Prime talking to you, trying to get you inspired. It's like, holy fuck, <laughs> I want to leave. The movie's in three hours already. 
Bro, I can't take shit serious from Cole. I went to Creed 2 with Cole and Chris, and they fight at the beginning, right? Creed fights at the beginning. Yeah. And then for the next hour and a half, Cole and Chris were dead asleep in the movie theater. Creed 2 was not as good as Creed 1, but my experience in the movie theater watching Creed 2, throughout the entire movie, there was like people, and it got the whole audience just suddenly started doing the same thing. So there was a couple dudes and the corner of like the really at the back of the theater and they were cheering for the bad guy, the whole movie. And then by the end of the film during the final fight, you literally had the entire audience cheering for the bad guy because these guys had this joke going the whole time. All of us were then cheering for the bad guy. Like, come on, take out Creed, take him out. Come on, Drago, come on. And then we were yeah. all like sad when Creed won. And it's like that's that's really bad. That's really bad that we you're walking out of Creed two crying, like, <laughs> bro. They fell asleep both of them, and I nudged Chris. I'm like, "Hey, you good?" He's like, "Just tell me when he fights again." And passes out. <laughs> so it's like an hour and a half later. I'm like, "Hey, they're fighting again." Wake up, Cole. Too <laughs> wake oh, up, Cole. Man, how many Dude. movies are there that like you've ever like how many movies have you fallen asleep during at the movie theater? Honestly, never. Never. I don't know how you can fall asleep in a movie theater when the sound is like like I can never go to a movie theater off of like no sleep or two hours of sleep, and then you usually fall asleep. Even I did that. Me and Cole saw Ant Man and the Wasp, and we we're both coming off no sleep, and he fucking passed out first five minutes. I stayed up. <laughs> I mean, it was a hard movie to stay up for, but I fucking did it. Well, I like Damn Man and the Wasp, so I take that comment and I say, shove it up your ass, because that movie was great. Not amazing, but it was okay. Oh, but the only movie no, that's I was asleep once in the movie theater. The only movie it was, The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. I legitimately thought that what? was boring as hell. No. I fell asleep during it. You motherfucker. He won the Oscar for that movie, and that was clearly just I a know lifetime that. achievement award because that was not. I was literally no. I don't know why I was thinking about this last night when I was going to bed, but I was all stoned, and I was like, you know what? I was thinking about the. I was like, what's the big actor award? And I was like, the Oscars, and then I was like, what did Leo win it for? And it wasn't for any of his fucking. It wasn't for the Wolf of Wall Street. It wasn't for. You can only think of the one. There's like countless performances. <laughs> I know. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, etc. <laughs> <laughs> you know, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, The Aviator, The Departed. I wouldn't really go Titanic. Ooh. I wouldn't really say Titanic, but Titanic, he was pretty decent in that. You know what? People ripped me apart for this. I've never seen the Titanic beginning and end. Oh, dude, I don't blame you. I actually have a friend that's his favorite movie of all time. And all I can think to myself is, Man, I don't know what you see in that movie, but I'm glad you like it because I'm not that big of a fan. <laughs> oh, I, uh, oh my god, dude! Uh, on Netflix, have you watched Outer Banks? One episode. That's it. Uh, Lindsay's though, what? she's seen all two seasons. Dude, that is honestly one of the greatest Netflix shows I've ever seen. I swear to God. I like treasure hunting stuff, but. I mean, I, I like different. So I watch the I, it's on my list. Show. I will watch it. I mean, because I pretty much watch like anything. I mean, I just finished watching all five seasons of Superstore on Netflix because 
I didn't have anything else I wanted to watch, and I wanted just a nice, quick half-hour comedy. But uh, I watched like so many, so many other things. Like I just rewatched all of Lost, all of Silicon Valley, all of the League. Um, it's always sunny oh, in Philadelphia. Where'd you watch a League? Where'd you watch a League? Disney Plus, man. Disney Plus. No, you're shitting me. All seven seasons are on Disney Plus. Yeah, man. What? Yeah. Same with It's Always You're Sunny. Sh- that's only the first eight seasons. They don't have everything. Uh, oh, dude, last night, like me and Marley were like coming in from a fire. She's like, I want, I want to watch a funny movie. And like, I randomly stumbled across it. I was like, how about bad words? She's like, I've never heard of it. I'm like, oh, we're watching, we're watching this. Did we watch that together? Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, you had it on Blu-ray. Yeah, so that's okay. As soon as you said it, I, I thought to myself, fuck, I have a memory of us watching it together, but I, I was like, that could be wrong. Don't that was a me. decent movie. Jason Bateman, directorial debut. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. So, so, such a simple premise of just a guy who's never Dude, graduated grade eight and then is still able to right? that, go to spelling bees and just destroy kids. You're not wearing light pants. You're not wearing light pants. <laughs> he, he fucking has the the bitch from Step Brothers is the author or whatever. He oh. takes her panties and he's like, "Oh, this is your mom's panties. Like, it's gonna be a real tough divorce." Like, <laughs> dude, that movie is so. I should rewatch it because it's I it's it. underrated. Is I know we watched it. it. Nobody together. talks about it, right? Because it's and when I saw it directed by Jason Bateman, I'm like, that has to be one of his like directorial debuts i think it's like that and then a few episodes of ozark i, I would assume are the only things because i haven't i feel like if he's directed something else i would have watched it by now but i like maybe i just missed it but like you said such a simple premise but such a it, it's amazing how many movies a... have that simple premise and then you can just spin it off and tell this amazing story off of something really really minuscule like Big Lebowski, the guy just gets his rug pissed on, and then yeah, there's a whole yeah, movie. Like, <laughs> Seven Psychopaths, the dog gets kidnapped. There's now a whole movie about it. It's like dude, very simple. Let me tell stuff you something. You just spin a whole uh, awesome movie out of it, and it can start from dude, the simplest uh, place and then morph into something else. Seven Psychopaths, I'll tell you, is probably one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah, that one. The first time I. Dude, the first time I saw it, I ate like three weed cookies. And then, and then, right, picture, well, like picture being like 15 out of 10 stoned, right? And then it just gets like crazier and crazier and crazier, right? So every time it gets crazier, I got like a little more high and like a little more high. And then like by like halfway through the movie, I'm just like drooling. I'm like, oh, I love that moment. There's so many twists, especially Christopher Walken's character and whatnot. Even oh. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell gets to look like a champ at the end of that. Oh, dude, that honestly, that is one of my, like, I could say it's one of my favorite movies just because all the twists and stuff. My fa- at the end, like, you promised you'd write a thing about me and my wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm, I'm going to, like, oh. It hits. It's good. I also liked the, another movie the guy did. Uh, if you like Seven Psychopaths, I wonder if you've seen this. The director made another movie called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I don't know if you've seen that. 
Uh, I think so. It was about like three billboards. They were outside. <laughs> well, that's pretty spot no. on. Yeah, there were three billboards outside <laughs> Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> oh, Sam Rockwell, Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson. Um, basically, Francis McDormand's character has, has a daughter raped, murdered. Then she puts three billboards, obviously, out. And they sort of highlight the crime. And, and then the whole wait, kind of is it in Missouri? Anger. She hmm? puts them in Missouri, though. Yeah, they're right outside Ebbing, Missouri. Right outside. She puts these three billboards to get the sheriff's attention because it's a, it's a case they never solved. And so she holds a bunch of this anger inside of her. Then Sam Rockwell's character has a lot of anger inside of him. And the whole movie is basically just... A, it's basically all about how, how holding in all of that anger does you more harm than just letting go. And, you know, you're never going to get the satisfaction you want from getting that revenge. But if they don't, they're not, this is not a revenge movie, but it's, it's more about trying to look at anger in a different light. That's what I felt like the whole movie was trying to do and showing you that anger only begets more anger. I should have just saw this movie. I'm wasting money on a therapist. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I can understand a movie just fine. Sometimes I'll watch a movie and I'm like, what the fuck was the meaning of that? But then you got to realize, like, when you watch a movie, it can mean anything you want, really. I mean, it's, you no. get whatever you want out of it, you know, if that makes any sense. That's the way I've looked no, at it, dude, at least. Uh, there was uh, two movies that I've watched recently that I've never heard of before. Uh, like, uh, the one is Nocturnal Animals. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal. And, uh, Beautiful film. Have you seen it? Well, I loved it. I loved that movie. Oh I my love how it God. does this whole two different story, two, two, well, time and two different storylines, two different like timelines. Like, oh book. my God. And the book is like a yes. flashback to real life events and shit. It's like the at the end, at the end, Marley's like, he's going to show up. I'm like, no, he's fucking not. Like, no, he's not. But it, it, that's and a then, fantastic portrait as well. Like the way that they made that movie, which. Dude, I, I oh. love that movie. The the wi-fi was out i was staying at my girlfriend's for the week and our wi-fi was out so we went to the variety store to like rent a movie and like i see this one i'm like jake Gyllenhaal. you know it's got to be a banger never heard of it and like end up buying the dvd for like three bucks but then we watch it i'm like oh my god that was amazing it slaps that movie slaps yeah, uh, the other one, I don't know if you've seen uh Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh Prisoners. One of my um my favorite director that's working in Hollywood today, Denny Villeneuve. No I hope I'm pronouncing that. No correct. shit. You've seen that movie too? I've seen every fucking movie that, that director has made. Every movie, man. Um Incendies, Polytechnic, oh, Polytechnic, sorry. Uh, Prisoner's Enemy, Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, uh, Sicario, and I'm going to fucking watch Dune when that comes out in two months because I fucking love this guy. Dude, the the preview at the theater had me goosebumps for Dune. I really, I so fucking hope that movie does well enough that they can get a sequel because this is only part one to a two-part story. So like they need the first movie to make bank for them to make a sequel. And oh man, please, please don't fail us. Because that movie looks so awesome. Oh, oh I, I but, can't. But I won't dude, be able to handle uh, it. If that movie flops, 
that's gonna that's gonna really suck. But uh, dude, uh, prisoners, prisoners. I just saw that the other night. Like rented it off YouTube, and what a fucking performance by Hugh and by Jake. Both of them not even nominated. Mm. Dude, Fuck that's the thing. Stopped. Like me, me and Marley, like we're like let's watch some old thriller movies, and it's like that shit like old I've never heard of. Like I see Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm like, we're watching that. Mm-hmm. See, my brother when he was talking to me because I asked him about his opinion of Prisoners because my mom and I had just seen it. And we were like, holy fuck, it was so good. My brother just says, dude, I don't know the, he he didn't like the performances. He thought Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman were cartoon characters. They were overreacting. Even to Terrence everything. Howard. Like, Hugh Jackman Terrence had his Howard. fucking daughter kidnapped. What do you mean he's overreacting? Man has every right to be That's as pissed what, off as dude. he is. But he said he even just fucking, couldn't take yeah. him seriously. He thought they were both overacting. What? Even Terrence Howard, he's like, we're fucking doing this. He's like, I rigged this up for hot or cold. Like, we're doing this. Dude, like, wow. The thing to me is, at the end of the day, you got a picture of Hugh Jackman's fucking Australian. That's how good of an actor like, he, he is. is because he's Australian and everybody that, thought he was an American. <laughs> Dude, that's and I recognize his kid from that movie from other stuff. But yeah, we just watched that last night. And man, like what a fucking movie. What a movie. With the ant. Oh yeah. You go down there and you'll be lucky if I throw your fucking dead daughter's body down there with you. Oh man. An, that's an intense movie. I find the cinematography, that's, that fogginess that fucking Villeneuve, Villeneuve, Villeneuve makes. Sorry, I'm, pro- I'm mispronouncing the shit out of his name. I should figure out how to pronounce it after this. But the atmosphere that he creates for that film is unmatched, man. Dude, you I remember watch it, we were watching it. And then when, uh, when the Alex Jones or whatever, the young kid with the RV... And Alex Hugh Jackman's the fuck? <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, it's, uh, whatever. Joe, I might be a little retarded. All right, all right. We don't talk about that guy here because no, he's a fucking uh, maniac. No, but uh, when Hugh Jackman's watching him and he's walking the dog and he like pulls it up and starts choking it, oh. and then he's singing the bat and singing the Batman smell. Or dude, when he was like. They didn't cry until I left. I was like, like screaming. I was like, you fucking. And the thing is, too, about those type of movies, man, they try to make you feel bad for that guy, right? Like, watching well, him get tortured. Ultimate, but I don't fucking feel bad. We all know he's the bad guy. That's, oh, dude, I love how, I don't know the guy's name. The guy who draws the mazes, he always plays a psycho in every movie. He blows his brains out. He's in the ambulance in the dark night. With oh, and he's also Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, David Desmelchian. Yeah, that's it. He plays a good... I actually think... He plays a very Man, good bad guy. Sort of like, we don't see him as a bad guy. And I, like, at least I look at him as just this nice cut... Somebody that just needs to hug. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, right. No, no. I, about to, I feel sympathy. Mm-hmm. He's he's actually no, a good guy want... for like someone that looks kind of. Man, I hate, I hate to say it. I'm figuring out a better way to word this. No, he looks like a psycho. Of, yeah, he's got that that psycho appeal to him. 
No, but then that's what I mean. He's also got like, this warmness can... to him as well. He just seems like a, a nice guy. Like I picture like they cast him for like a lot of like psycho, like creepy. I don't know. That like the thing is now it's like I'm into like the thriller movies and I never even heard of these movies before, like Prisoner or uh, Enemy or Nocturnal Animals. I'm like Jake Gyllenhaal is like perfection in these. Like He's Nocturnal my Animals. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Noc- Nocturnal or fucking Jarhead, Ura. Oh my goodness. And if you want some more uh, thriller recommendations, I'm sure I could throw a few at you. I mean, I got my bookcase full of movies right behind me. I mean, off the top oh. of my head, Gone Girl, amazing thriller. Gone Girl. Ben Affleck, Rosamund that Pike. Like, that rings a bell. If you want a good thriller, uh, have you seen The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers? Too disturbing for me. I just can't handle him. <laughs> Watching him sneak up on those kids. Oh, man, I can't. And then he kidnaps them and makes them spend a whole day with them. I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah, yeah for real. Like, what the? F- <laughs> 911. <laughs> What's your emergency? There's a fucking 6 7 cat that's it's a fucking gigantic cat making me do a bunch of weird <laughs> shit with him today please help me my fish is talking to me i think the cat drugged me i think the cat drugged me this furry looking this motherfucker cat. drugged me my my fish is talking to me and i'm losing my fucking mind this cat made me jump my neighbor my just babysitter. disappeared down into a pool of purpleness i don't know if you know who alec baldwin is but he just fucking disappeared <laughs> when he doesn't fucking Alec Baldwin, he like falls down, comes and then he comes out of like the faucet outside. Yeah, the shithole. There's no stretch. Purple. His body morphs with the faucet, not the faucet moving with him. So fucking. Oh my god, that movie's <laughs> that movie's insane. I can imagine. I can't even imagine watching that. If you if you were like doing like acid and then watching cat in the hat what that would what that experience would be that's like. what i was about to say like be, if i yeah, so that's what i was about to say if i did shrooms again i watch that i'd probably fucking start crying man <laughs> i never thought i'd be talking about cat in the hat today a movie always escapes my mind but i always watch it like once a year just because i like to remind oh, myself that movie exists and i do find some some fun in watching something like that i like to watch it to just like settle myself to know nightmares are a real thing like you <laughs> i love one of my favorite parts of the movie is actually sean hayes's part uh, right at the beginning it's, it's just a moment that i've i've um, made into jokes with like various friends in toronto you're who they are fired 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 fired, <laughs> fired. <laughs> so touching his hand Dude, I love that. Thing. I love Sean Hayes. I love him. It, it's weird, though. If I ever meet Sean Hayes, I'm going to say my favorite role you've ever been in wasn't Will and Grace. I'm sorry. It was Cat in the Hat. I just just love you as the boss at the beginning. You were great as the fish, too, but the boss at the beginning steals the show. <laughs> he was the fish, too. Yep, he was the fish. I'll never look at him the same after that, man. Oh, He's a man. 
What the hell did we just talk about? Thrillers. We fucking moved from thrillers to Cat in the Hat. What a fucking weird. Well, Cat in the Hat is a thriller. You you getting high? Uh, uh, no. Uh, Ghost, Blizzard, Nicotine. Oh, it's like a jewel. Uh, the thing about jewel is they just stopped selling three percent and five percent in Canada, so I have no use for that. I see. Okay. Well, I know very little about that type of shit so is canada just put a mandate down you can only sell 25 milligrams of nicotine and below mm, okay and i was ripping fucking 55 milligrams so you were going hard okay i was going i don't know if you know who walk a flock is but i was going hard in the paint <laughs> I, I i do know who walk a flock is i yes i do know who that is what you thinking? Stinking. <laughs> Bro, one, one of the stories I still tell to today is uh, one being when we had the M80s and we dropped it down the HP like sewer grate. M80s? It's a firework? Yeah. Man, Juicy always had them. Oh, dude, I was telling Jake today the story of uh, when you fucking crucifix yourself on the parking block at HP. Oh, oh my God. I, <laughs> fuck, that took me a goddamn second there to remember that one. Is that, oh my God, is that when I like tripped and I fucking just absolutely just demolished myself? Yeah, it's right when the fucking parking blocks go vertical to horizontal. Yep. And I literally just, just <laughs> one straight on your spine, <laughs> but it was like straight on your spine. I did not oh want to get up after that. <laughs> no shit. Now, you know, a Christopher Reeves felt <laughs> oh, dark, dark, very dark. He fell off a horse. It's all the same. It's all the same. I remember when or, Gecko uh, jumped off just just a little bit, you know, like just that, just those little cinder blocks they put there in the parking lot. He just jumps off one, six inches off the ground, he breaks probably his probably broke both his legs. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. <laughs> broke his fucking leg and then was in a was in a thing for like a boot for four months just because of that. Just because of a little fucking fractured his foot. I can't still one of the weirdest injuries I've ever been around. Dude, he's literally fucking Samuel Jackson from Glass. <laughs> he's made of fucking glass. <laughs> he's Mr. Glass. <laughs> oh, right from, hey, man. Those movies, I don't want to get into that. You know, those movies were okay. Unbreakable and Split were okay. Glass was not. <laughs> what? You liked Glass? Yes. That is surprising to me. What did it fucking mean? That was a great. What? You didn't? I, I was not. A, I wasn't a fan. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I wasn't a fan. I just thought Unbreakable is literally one of my top 100 favorite films. Split was amazing. And then Glass just felt so it fell so short in regards to living up to those other two films. Like, first of all, it's called Glass. Samuel L. Jackson ain't in the movie till probably the last act. Like he's it's barely a in the two and a half hour. You oh, dude, come, 
dude, come on. That well, Sarah is Paulson. Good just stop giving her roles, man. I'm not a Sarah Paulson fan. I've never really yeah, liked her acting. It always comes across way too much to me. It's like, okay, no I, normal person. I've seen American person. Horror Story season one and two. Like, let's get over it. Yeah, I've never seen any American Horror Story. So anybody that's listening to that, that's surprised oh by that. It's never God, been my cup of tea, what? man. Those shows, have never, that, that type of show has never been my, my cup of tea. I'm not a Ryan Murphy fan. I just find all of his shows very, uh, gen, I mean, not generic. I don't want to sound stupid. So maybe I should think about this response here. <laughs> well, you do already. But people like people like what they like, it. and people don't like what they don't like. And I'm just not anything that he makes. I always find is so. It's just nothing I like to watch. Hollywood, Ratchet, American Horror Story. The only thing I would watch that he makes is those American Crime stories because I like true crime. The video game. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> That is uh, that's going into my mind hole there. That's my memory banks. I'm accessing something I haven't thought about in years. Dude, true crime New York City? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yes. Uh, yeah. That one was amazing. That was the best game. Well, from that franchise, I should say. You know, it's fucked. I remember going to a pawn shop when I was like 10 years old, buying the Starsky and Hutch PS2 game. <laughs> <laughs> and all you all you're in is a car the whole time. Like just shooting, like just shooting people. This, this doesn't remind me of the movie. <laughs> movie video games. I wonder whatever happened to those. They don't make, like, they don't really make anything like that anymore. Like, they'll make games based on some movie IP, yeah, like Mad see, Max, but they don't like really I make read, movie based, like, movie based video games anymore. That's what, I read an article about it the other day. I was like dying, and like it shouldn't be because there's a lot of good movies like. Like, I remember playing The Matrix 2 and, like, The Matrix. Or even fucking Cars. <laughs> fucking Cars, that, man. That was a good video game. Just brings me to my next point. Have you ever seen Wally? Yeah. I saw Wally for the first time two weeks ago. First time. Hold my eyes You got to be capping. You got to be capping. <laughs> It was the only like Pixar film I've just never seen. I don't know why I've never seen it. I couldn't even tell you why. But my God, but now that I've seen it, I can tell you that it was a horrible mistake. I don't know how I missed it. That movie was phenomenal. I was just bawling my Ooh, have, eyes out at the end there. Have you seen a Hardball, Keanu Reeves? That's the baseball movie, correct? Yes. No, I have not G seen Baby it. G-Baby Dies at I the end? I know about it. I've just never oh. seen it. Oh my god, dude, they have it on Netflix under comedies, right? But at the end, like an eight-year-old gets shot and fucking dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert, oh I just god. told you I've never seen it. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Well, now now I'm gonna wait. Now I'm gonna figure out which eight-year-old it is that dies, aren't I? I'm gonna be watching it. It's this fucking guy. He's gonna bite the goddamn dust. I fucking it's, know it. It's it's a G baby. Oh, come on. <laughs> These spoilers are killing me, man. Killing me. Well, like it's a movie from like 2003, so, but they have it under comedies. <laughs> and like, I, and like, I watch it if I want to cry. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. What? I don't even know. 
honestly, I had something lined up and then I, you know, as soon as I look at something on my desk, or do you ever have that feeling where, you know, you're going to say something and then you just look at something else and your mind is completely erased. That just happened to me right now. You want to hear the best joke that I've ever written? Knowing your jokes, it's probably not very funny. Hit me with it. It's funny. Uh, iPad notes. All right. You ready? Oh, man. It wrote it down. I think you're just looking at a random piece of paper right now. There's nothing actually. No, no. Notes. Oh, fuck. There's. Oh, it's a fucking iPad. Okay. That was a piece of paper for a second. No. All right. So there's two gay guys on an overnight flight, right? Is this something I'm going to have to cut? I feel like this is something I'm going to have to cut. No, 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 it's good. It's a little risque, gay guys, it seems. <laughs> Risk. There's two gay guys on an overnight flight, right? Okay. So the one boyfriend leans over. He's like, hey, everyone's asleep. Like, mom, will you like, fuck, get it on. The other boyfriend's like, no, like, what? We're on an airplane. He's like, okay. He stands up. He's like, hey, can I get a pencil? Nobody moves, right? And he's like, no, not a chance. Like, So the guy stands up again. He screams out. He's like, hey, can I get a pencil? <laughs> oh. Nobody nobody moves, right? All right, oh. fast forward. Fast forward at the end of the flight. They just, they just landed. The stewardess is going down. She finds a guy just covered in puke. She's like, sir, sir, what's wrong? What's wrong? Sir, what's wrong? He looks at her dead in the face. He's like, listen, in the middle of the flight, some guy just stood up and asked for a pencil, and this other guy just fucked him in the ass. Well, that's a joke. That's a joke for sure. <laughs> the, uh, poor laugh. I thought it was a good joke. I feel like you might have told me that one before. <laughs> I was no, I did on Instagram. I did on. Oh, Instagram. you did? Okay, that might have been why it sounded so familiar. Okay, so I'm sitting it here and I'm really, like, oh, I think I remember how this ends. Still, it really bomb. It bombed that yuck yucks. Let me tell you, <laughs> you did not. You did not. <laughs> I swear to God, there's it no fucking so way. I swear, it bombed so bad at yuck yucks. <laughs> Because they, they, they want better material than something that seems so dried and, okay, hmm. people need something smarter than that. You got to hit people with something smarter, man. So I, and I'm not somebody to talk to about that. I love dumb jokes. So I, I like stuff where, like, I don't have to think about it and then just I'm hit with something really ridiculous. My sense of humor is basically scary movie and, like, naked gun, airplane, like, the, that type of shit. That's my sense of humor right there. My sense of humor straight up is The Office. I could laugh every fucking time I'll laugh at Steve Carell. You know what? That joke seems like that's something, you know, if The Office was like an HBO show or something, that's the type of joke Michael Scott would say and think it was okay. <laughs> Dude, did you see like, just Com Comedy Central canceled Diversity Day, The Office show, or like The Office episode? What? Why, why would the, I wonder, wonder what that was? The. What to, I'm trying to think of that episode. I don't know why um, they would get rid of Miss, the Mister Black or Mister whatever comes in, and then he puts the the like the 
the card cue card on everyone's forehead i never i never realized that 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 episode was viewed at as something like that aged poorly i didn't i didn't realize that for for diversity day and the thing the thing is it was written by mindy Kaling. mindy Kaling. so huh so 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 like what I mean, they're still like, I mean, she was, I think in the first couple of seasons in the writer's room, she was one of the only, I think she said in, in the previous interviews that it was like, she was a diversity hire for that show. Almost. It was like, it was all white and they needed like somebody. And so they hired her and she, she felt like she was more of a diversity hire as opposed to somebody who was hired for their abilities. <clears throat> uh, dude, that is honestly, I could laugh at that show to the like everything about that michael scott is the perfect character mm-hmm. lindsay's been re-watching it and so i've been watching it here and there and it's oh man Dude, i'll i'll re-watch it until season seven until steve carell leaves and then i'll fucking rewatch it again mm-hmm. well I, I always watch a few of the episodes afterwards because i like will ferrell so i watch a few of those episodes yeah. i think i watched up until oh. the end of season seven i've watched season eight robert, and nine before, robert california Robert California. I did not. I don't know. I don't like that character that much. Although the first time I watched it, I hated him. And I was like, the next couple of times I realized he wasn't that bad. It's just because you're looking at him as this Steve Carell like replacement and he's not. He's just a different character. But uh, it, it's just it, it, the show never lives up to, to the Steve Carell, Carell years. That's what I mean. Like he was literally perfect for like perfect. Oh, how the turntables. How the turns have tabled. <laughs> Michael Scott Paper Company. I'll rewatch not, that uh, show and find, uh, finding out Idris Elba was in it for a few episodes was crazy because I completely, I always, forget yeah, that, in, I always forget he's in that show. And then I get to the episodes he's in and I'm like, damn, this is like, Yeah, that's a Michael Scott Paper Company. <clears throat> oh, man. He is a class. He's a class act. I didn't like him in Suicide Squad. Oh, I loved Bloodsport in there. I like that he had a rat phobia. Oh, oh. And uh, okay, was he supposed to be Deadshot though? It does feel like it's one of those things where they couldn't get Will Smith to come back, so then they just rewrote the character into somebody else, even though their their origins were so very similar. It, they they seem so very similar. I, I like I like Bloodsport. I, always... I love John Cena though, man. I don't know. You were talking about how he didn't like him. I thought he was great. The only thing that I didn't like is like in like cock blockers or that I feel like his jokes are so like 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 they're like law balls, you know what I mean? They're like I feel like his delivery is like wrong. You think he's forcing the joke more than the joke coming yeah. organically? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's like the character he's trying to play into. I mean, his character is typically, in, well, in, in my mind, the way I see it is that his character is he usually plays a guy that doesn't realize what he's saying is stupid as shit. Like in Cock Blockers, when he, like, he's just a, he's an absurd yeah. dad figure, right? No, he's and a dad after you saying everything he's saying is serious and he doesn't realize what he's saying is, is like, taken in different ways. So that's what makes it funny, no, right? Yeah. Is that no, he doesn't, after he's you not say that, kind of, yeah, it makes me think a different way because, like, yeah, I feel the same type of way. Like, 
I forget what they oh starfish is another word for anus or something. Oh yeah. Is uh do you think that has any any connection? No. <laughs> I think Man. the penis line was hilarious, but a lot of people I have seen online the penis thing people didn't find funny when it's like if this whole island was covered in dicks and I had to eat every last one of them to guarantee peace, I, I would say I would no problemo. The thing I think that was in the trailer, so like I think it was like overlooked. Mm-hmm. People like they've seen it a bunch of times in the trailer, so they're not thinking about it anymore. It hits in the movie, and you're like, okay, I liked the the him and the tidy whities I thought that was funny because I was not expecting that. That was the thing that I liked about bringing Marley there. Is like she had no idea. So in the first fucking twenty five minutes, when everyone's just dead, she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" I, I, it kind of surprising because I had this weird feeling when it's beginning. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. We're just going right into the mission. But there's no John yeah. Cena, no Idris Elba, no King Shark. Yeah, as soon as Pete Davidson got his fucking face blown off, I was like, okay. That was your warning shot. That was your like, okay, now you're getting ready because it's about to get fucking crazy. And then Captain Boomerang bites it. Mongol bites Dude, it. Dude, that, that was the big one, Captain Boomerang. I was like, no I way. I didn't realize how much his death would affect me. That's because the it's thing. Not like, like I remember the kill, first They killed a lot fondly. of main characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you, you don't want to remember that film very fondly either. But like, He was one of the best parts of that film. I would say Jake, Jai Courtney, somebody that people say has one of the best agents in Hollywood because how does he keep getting amazing roles? But it's amazing. He was the best part of that first film, in my opinion. That and you know, Will Smith and Margot Robbie were great. That's and that's the thing too. So like, how can you carry over Margot, but no Joker or anything? And I can get that because Jared Leto wasn't a very good Joker. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to forget he exists. He gets that like you know five minutes to shine in the Zack Snyder Justice League, and I think that's going to be the last time you probably see him as the Joker. Like Birds of Prey was fucking dog shit. I liked Birds of Prey actually. I, well, it was okay. It was a good. It just that. the thing is that it's not a Birds of Prey film in my mind. It's more of a Harley Quinn movie with the Birds of Prey in it. But it's what it's called, Birds of Prey yeah. first and foremost. But it wasn't a Birds of Prey film. That that's if that like makes I, any sense. No, it it does weirdly enough. It's like uh, like a, a way maybe a different way to like look at this. Uh, it'd be like it'd be like naming the next Spider-Man film, you know, Fantastic Four. When the Fantastic Four, like they get they get assembled in it, but the whole movie's told from Spider-Man's perspective. So you're like, this isn't really a fantastic <laughs> this is a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck? Oh no. Okay, no, we have to talk about this right now. The fuck was that? You just swat a fly? I'm a mosquito, I think. A mosquito, okay. Anyways, what do we got to talk about? Hit me with it. What's happening? Okay. When Doc Ock comes out and says, hey, Peter. How the fuck have we not talked about this yet? Let's get into it. <laughs> oh, dude, there, there is n- no way. How would he know that's Peter Parker? He has to be talking about Tobey Maguire. Yeah. How would he know that's Peter Parker? Or, or he just see, what if he just sees a Spider-Man suit, like someone in a Spider-Man suit, and he can just correlate. He knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Or, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's going to be that he's talking to Tobey Maguire. 
But okay, yeah. And what if he's just in your eyes, to, he just sees a Spider Man suit and he's just talking to Tom Holland? No, in your eyes, <laughs> tell, tell me, I don't believe that Toby and Andrew cannot be in it. Oh, dude, I have been, I have believed highly. Like, I am fully on board and I fully think that they are in this movie. And I have never once wavered from that. When those rumors started circulating late last year, I I was in no no piece of my mind did I ever doubt that they weren't going to be in the movie. So, as soon as Alfred Molina was announced, Jamie Foxx was announced, Doctor Strange is announced for the film, and you're just like, oh shit, something's happening here. Like, they're not going to be bringing back Electro and Doc Ock for no reason. And then you start hearing that's what I mean. You know, Andy Signore, somebody that people don't really talk about too, uh, uh, talk, don't talk about him too much anymore, but it's because he's done some horrible things. But I'll give him credit. He was the one that broke the story that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in the film. And so then I was like, holy shit. And then all the other trades started reporting on it that Toby and Andrew were going to be in it, possibly Emma Stone and Kirsten Dunst. And you're just like, holy fucking shit. It's all coming together. Oh, here we go. Willem Dafoe, like, Thomas Hayden Church, the lizard. Let's fucking dude. go, man. Like, I'm not even ashamed of it. Like, probably like top three boners I've had in my life. I just, I saw that green goblin thing. Oh, the pumpkin bomb. And I saw a doc I'll come out and say, hey, Peter. And I was like, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom like right now. <laughs> I just cannot wait for those characters to come back because. I mean, you look at how meme-worthy and how legendary those original three movies are, the Tobey Maguire trilogy, that is. And, oh, man, they're okay. coming back, baby. But tell me this. Tell me this. Would you rather see... Uh, it's far away from home, right? Far from home? Would you, you rather no way, see no that? No Way Home is what it's called. Is that, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Would okay. you rather see that? right now or see robert pattinson batman spider-man sorry man there's a there's a chance see, toby mcguire is gonna come sleeping back. on it you know what that's true like i don't and care shout, who shout it out is, to our like, dumbass fucking bitch friend cole but he thinks fucking andrew garfield was a peter parker brilliant but lazy science there better be some callbacks to those lines from the first three movies i just want to hear like i want to hear willem dafoe say out am i and throw like a pumpkin bomb i want to hear like oh i want to hear the what's that fucking line i, I fucking know it too it's like ah oh, the when he makes when he makes the spider-man shoes between the you know the Fuck me, I'm forgetting, but it's like Mary Jane or the fucking what do they call those things? Those lift full of people and kids. And it's like the train. We all have a choice. Now choose. Totally butchered that line. I'm usually bad at remembering stuff like this, but I hope you understand what I mean. You kind of look like the green goblin right now, but got the glasses reflecting. It's just dark. There's no light on. What's okay, the way some light yeah. on here? Get something going. The there way we go. I, I'm wearing the green, way, though. I'm wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. It was his birthday yesterday, correct? Uh, yes. 
that should give people listening some heads up as to when this was taped. This was clearly taped on August 24th. <laughs> Here's a fact. Cried harder watching Kobe's jerseys getting brought up than I did at my grandfather's funeral. Fuck Grandpa Fountain is all I got from that. <laughs> Facts. Grandpa Dude, Fountain Kobe. die in rotten hell, apparently. Uh, hopefully, as long as Kobe's not there. Man, that's this is some shit. I've never had someone openly admit that they hope their family member is burning in hell. This is amazing. This is, good, <laughs> this is a good. This is like banter booth exclusive here. Someone just admitted that they hope their family member is burning in hell. Hey, you know what that means? means you're a, joining them, right? I hope you understand that. It's an Uno reverse card. A, now that you've admitted that, you're fucking next. This is Uno reverse card. Welcome to the first episode of the Just Found podcast. <laughs> Zach, Zach Crawford openly admitted that he wishes my grandfather burned in hell before Kobe. I guess this is true. I did, I did uh, sort of put those words in your mouth. All right. Dude, but Kobe, that, that is one thing like that. I didn't realize that I'd only been like, I'd only gotten back into basketball like over that past year. And so when he died, it's amazing how much that still affected me. You probably just watched like Mike or something like two weeks before he died or something. What the fuck? Like Mike, that is nothing. No, I haven't watched like Mike since I was a kid. Thank you very much. (laughs) We're playing basketball. But back in that, like when I first, was a fan of basketball. I wasn't like, I, I knew Kobe Bryant. I watched a few of his games, but this is like early, late 20, 2000s, you know, around 2010. My, my whole attention was Miami heat and Dwayne Wade. Those are my favorite team. My favorite player. Yeah, the three Kings. I wasn't even, I didn't even like, I got a fan of the Miami heat around that first title run. They had with Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal and, and Shaq. Okay. Yeah. Facts. I, I don't know why I said Shaquille O'Neal. Everyone knows who fucking Shaq is. Anyways, like that's when I first uh, saw Shaquille Denver O'Neal, born April 6, 1996. <laughs> Jesus, don't blow into your mic so hard. Jeez, what the fuck are you doing, man? Smoking some crystal blue. Tight, tight, tight. Baby blue, blue. yellow, pink. Blue, yellow, purple. I don't care, Eisenberg. Bring me that shit. The captain. The captain. Dude, I've rewatched Breaking Bad for like the sixth time, and I still love it. That show holds up, man. I was so afraid a few weeks ago when Bob Odenkirk had that heart attack. Yeah, yeah. Me, I didn't know what happened. I just heard he collapsed, and I was like, no. And I was like, don't take Bob Odenkirk away from, away from this beautiful world. Don't take this fucking amazing soul away from us just yet. Mm-hmm. Like this no, man you can have Cole and Chris, but don't take Bob. Don't take Bob. Don't take Bob. Please. You can Bob. definitely take Gecko, but don't take Bob. Oh, Jesus, man. Shots fired. No comment from me. No, I was, uh, I didn't know he had a heart attack. I just saw he collapse. And I was like, I thought he was a young buck, too. And he's in his 50s. And. He's in the best shape of his life, apparently, through because uh, he did Nobody. He trained for a few years to do that movie, and so he was in like really good shape. And uh, man, it's probably just it's probably just the heat down in New Mexico. They're feeling better. Call Saul, and the heat probably did it in. Maybe some dehydration. Like it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know any any other details aside from he said it was a small heart attack. So 
maybe it just it was going to happen and so it happened thank god he survived i mean really thank god he survived because that would that would have been up for me that would have been up there with like a chadwick bozeman kobe bryant death man like bob odenkirk is legendary kobe bryant is like the top like I can't, dude. I would probably stab Ari Shafir if I ever saw him. If he saw the shit that he said, Ari Shafir, what the fuck did he say? Dude, he was like, right where they died. He's like, yeah, that's a rapist. Like, oh, man, you have, like, you're disgusting. Oh my God. Did you fucking post this on like Instagram? Yeah. Dude, I have, this is fucked up. You're joking. No cap. Oh, I don't see anything on here. Did, did he post it like yesterday? Uh, no, I'll find it. Please and thank you. This is crazy. Who the fuck's like, like dude? I don't know, man. I don't find our Shafir like that fucking funny, but I don't think you would find me I very never funny found either, him funny. So. What? I never found him funny. I don't uh, even know who. I think, I, I think I've only. I can't even like say I've ever heard of him. I think the only thing I've ever heard from him is JRE, maybe. No. Um, the guy from the league. The guy from the league that played Kevin. Yeah, no, really he was in the league. Sometimes they like I think he posted a photo of him literally a few days ago. And that's that's the only thing I know about Ari Shafir. Oh, I got the you want to hear the quote? Oh, yes, please. Well, I'm I fucking hate this guy. What do you say? Let's hear it. He said, I know there's a lot of hate and pain going on in the world, and there's always a bunch of terrible stories, but every once in a while, there's a good story, and a good story comes out. A guy who got away with rape got his way today with a big smile on his face. Kobe Bryant's gone. And Kobe Bryant was not guilty. Well, that's one of those. Uh, well, that's one of those things. When it comes to sick. sexual assault and whatnot, like Kobe Bryant, man, I I read Phil Jackson's book Eleven Rings. Oh he my was talking god, about that that's got to be a good fucking book. Oh, it's a great fucking book. But Phil Jackson, even he was not a fan when those when those allegations were were coming out, and you know Kobe was already with Vanessa for. He was, he, was, he was with Vanessa. I don't know Numerous he years. Like when they were 16. Yeah, they've been together. They were together for a while. And this was when he was 19 or something when this happened. Yeah. Something like that. Anyways, but um, reading his book and Phil Jackson was done with him. Was like, okay. And you got to like, think Phil Jackson fucking, you saw the last dance, obviously, right? Yeah. I loved that. Loved he, that show. And he fucking, dude like I was on COVID lockdown when that came out and I looked for it every Sunday to it. Yeah. I watched it all once and everything took, was out. I watched it all in one go. And I took that personally. But Phil Jackson was not a fan of Kobe when that stuff was coming out against him. In fact, he was like, cause his daughter had gone through, like his daughter had been sexually assaulted. And so he didn't want to really, he didn't want to defend Kobe. He didn't want to really be around him. But he's just like, I'm the coach, whatever. I guess I'll fucking do it. But then he ended up leaving the Lakers because him and Kobe just, man, they, could, they couldn't do it. They couldn't get along and whatnot. 
And then Kobe suffered for like the next two years because Phil left and then they were just garbage. Like the Lakers were just trash. Shaquille left. Yeah. Shaquille then won the NBA title with yeah. Miami. It took Phil coming yeah. back. I mean, Kobe's great, but Kobe needed a lot of stuff around him to win. I mean, same. I guess you could say yeah. the same about LeBron or whatever, but Phil was instrumental in a lot of those guys, like a lot of those top tier players' success. Oh, that's my mind. Phil, Phil is the reason why you don't I was get, like, yeah, yeah, you don't get 11 rings for nothing. Yeah, it's not like Phil you, ain't just standing there doing nothing. Phil's the fucking Zen master, man. And reading his book and learning how he coached that team and how he coached well, the old triangle team. offense, you can see triangle offense, even his mindfulness techniques that he used with them and got everybody to like basically meditate and get to know each other better and become more of a his motive of me to we. Like he understood how to get into those players' heads and how to get them to perform better and how to get them to work more cohesively as a team. And Kobe was one of those, Kobe was always one of those dudes, man. He was just willing to be, it was only him out there. Right. And that was one of the things everybody complained about. Even in the book, Phil Jackson was talking about how he had to deal with numerous players coming up to him, talking about how Kobe doesn't share the ball. And, you know, you got to talk to Kobe, man. You got to talk to Kobe. Yeah, who the number one pick? The Lakers took him. Uh, fuck, the name's gonna slip me. It was like the number one pick they took him, and Kobe just rode him. And wasn't rode Kobe him. a trade though? Wasn't it a trade thing? Like, didn't it wasn't uh, wasn't Kobe drafted by somebody else, and then the Lakers took him, or was was Kobe yeah, actually drafted Kobe, by the Lakers? Kobe was drafted by Charlotte, I believe, and then. He got traded to the Lakers. But the thing, too, I respect, he never fucking left that team ever. There the whole time. Very few players do that. Very few. I can't even tell you nowadays, like one or two. Nowadays, I don't even think there's that many left. I mean, um, Udonis Haslam, I think, is the only character left. He's on, he's on the Miami Heat. Did I say character? He's the only guy left that's been with the team for 19 seasons. Been with the Heat for 19 years. That's... Only character that comes to mind that's playing in today's game, at least. Nobody else is willing to stay on the same team, man. It's all about forming super teams and winning a chip nowadays. It ain't about, it ain't about staying on the team that drafted you. It's like, okay, do four years with them and then draft and then just trade or sign with someplace else and win a chip. Dude, like you got to think about me, right? Being a big Patriots fan all my life, and then Tom Brady leaves. And that was a big move in the sports world, too. Brady going to Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay now. Three championships in the last fucking 18 months. Like, obviously, I was, like, upset, but I'm not going to not cheer for Tom. Yeah. I was was cheering for Tom at the Super Bowl. I mean, people got a lot of opinions about Tom Brady, but I I wanted to see Tampa fucking whip Kansas City's ass. I, if I could pick my probably my worst or like my least favorite player, it's Patrick Mahomes. Really, least favorite? I mean, he's he's got some talent in him. You don't you don't like him? Just is it a personality thing or what is it? Uh, I think my thing at first was it was always a Kansas City New England thing. Then we beat them in overtime, won the Super Bowl. The thing I'm realizing now, a little. It's like, I respect he is good. He is good. You cannot compare him to Tom Brady. No. But he is looked at as like, I remember when that Super Bowl was coming up with both of them facing off 
and everyone was looking at it as the old goat versus the new goat. It's like when you're passing of the torch, that's Mahomes what, is going to beat Brady, and it's like that's oh, what I mean. And what happened? Mahomes got fucking dominated. Absolutely dominated. That that game was. Uh, you know, Brady was. I'll be the, the first one. Quarter. I'll be the first one to admit he did lay his fucking. He did what he could, but. Dude, you can't compare seven seven rings. Going for the next one, as always. Do you think they're going to go back-to-back, th- back, though? I mean, when was the last time an NFL team went back-to-back? Back? Uh, I know the Patriots did in, like, 2003, 2004. I think that was the last team. Like, I, I was thinking it was the Patriots, too. Yeah. But I can see him doing it because they have the exact same team they had last year. Oh, they spent, I was listening to interviews. They spent the majority of their time just making sure they could re-sign the same players and get the same championship run going on, you know? And that's what I, I, I mean. hope it works out for him, honestly. Because I would love to see them go back to back, get Brady number eight, and then he'd become like, he was already the oldest player to win a Super Bowl, wasn't he, last year? Then he'd be even even older this year. This man's only playing until he's like 50, probably. He's going to be winning Super Bowl. So. That's, that's, he was that fucking Peyton Manning Hall of Fame entry and him payment and played against each other like, like crazy, to the dude. death of me to the death of me i'll be a patriots fan but to the death of me i'll be a tom brady fan yeah you can't you can't not be man you that's a like for our generation you'll never see that again not for a while never Unless Mahomes somehow fucking gets seven rings in his career, then people will be making that comparison. But he's got to win some rings first, not just one. Right. I, just I don't can't think you're. It. That's and the you... thing is, I think about that when LeBron James retires from the NBA, are we going to see somebody else that's going to be like that afterwards? Who's the next goat after LeBron leaves? No, that's what they try to replace them. Like they're setting up the younger generation, but for right now, it's. Is LeBron? And he's gotten all That's of his friends I mean. onto one team now, and they're hoping to win another ring. Get LeBron his fifth ring. That's what like getting older now. It's it's fucking sad to see, but like at the same time, it is like a new generation, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it seems like it's going to be led by you know, as much as I don't like him, Trey Young. I mean, I don't like Luca, but uh, you are going to be great. Luka Doncic, another guy I could see. He's uh, Luka Doncic for sure is going to become probably. I really wanted the Suns to win, but I'm not mad at Giannis winning. Giannis deserved it. That's the thing. I'm not mad at Giannis winning. I was more mad that the Suns lost, but I'll cheer for Giannis. I will give. uh, I'll. I'll give. I, I, I thought it was going to be the Suns. My pick for the win when it was the playoffs beginning, I thought the 76ers were actually going to go all the way. But look at me. I'm stupid. Oh, my God. I really thought you know Simmons ben was going to pull Simmons through. Is. I don't know why I was thinking that. I put money on Philadelphia winning it all, and I was so off. So off. So off. I said this on the sports show on Sirius XM, but my whole reasoning was, the fact that Danny Green was on the team and he was the lucky charm. He's already won two years in a row. Could he go three for three? And I just thought he's on the, the Philadelphia's best team in the East right now. And I'm like, man, what if Danny Green's just a lucky charm? And so I decided I was going to be like, put, I'll put all my faith into Danny Green. 
not because I think he's a great player, but because somehow that man has luck coming out of his ass. <laughs> yeah, literally. That was funny. Mike has a fucking poster of the championship Raptors in his room. And at this point in time now, the only person left is Pascal. Pascal. Hey, OG's there. Van Vliet's still there. I mean, they were part of that championship. Well, like it was just it was just a starting five, you know, like Lowry, Kawhi. Oh. Danny. Danny Mark. Mark. Man. That was a hell of a team. And now Mark's going to barely get any fucking playing time on the Lakers, playing on their goddamn bench. I mean, you get Dwight Howard, Mark's going to be your second option for sure. The only thing I like for that team is I hope Carmelo wins a ring. I've always loved Carmelo. I want to see Brody win his first ring. Oh, yes. Good call. But I at the same time, I just don't want to see LeBron win. I, I like LeBron. I think he's a great player. I understand, man. The man is like the GOAT right now. But holy fucking shit, dude. I don't know if you saw his fucking acting in Space Jam. Space Jam. Too. Fuck it. If you saw Don Cheadle's act, and I was even disappointed with that. Man, that movie, I, I feel like it's not even an unpot, like it's not a hot take. Well, when I first saw it, all I could think of was that it was a shitty like version of Ready Player One. But then everybody else smarter than me. I started seeing these takes online about how the movie was basically one giant HBO Max commercial. Like I saw it at the drive-in and like to me the sickest thing was the opening credits where like they go through his legacy and it's like all like animated and shit. I was like, that is the sickest part. Are you vaccinated? Double dosed, man. I'm double dosed up. Yeah, gang, me too. You're double dose? Nice, man. When those vaccine passports become a thing, we'll be able to go wherever we want. Dude, that is my main thing because I have tickets. I paid fucking $600 for 21st row tickets, Monday Night Football, Buffalo, the Bills versus the Patriots. When is that game? You And you, you, email, you messaged me about that, but I don't remember when that game was. Uh, December 6th, Monday Night Football. December 6th. I have to get my passport before that ever happens, but uh, that's not that that's hard That's really process. easy. I'm a, I'm a fucking criminal and I have my passport. <laughs> Keep that in. I served my time. I served my time. I did a year of probation and I served my time. I can cross the border. All right, man. Well, geez. How long have we been talking now? Probably more than an hour. Oh, and it, I could keep going. You wanted to talk about sports mainly, and I felt like we only sort of... Okay, by the way, we talked about Spider-Man. I felt like for not long enough. I totally should have went no, way more No, we talked Spider-Man about talk, it way more before. <laughs> I, okay, so I want to go back to Spider-Man one last time because I have a few more things I want to say, to, say about it. And I... Okay, so... I saw this one shot in the trailer where it's like a black, it's like blackness behind Tom Holland, like behind Peter. He's wearing like a suit or whatever. That is and then racist. You see like a, you see a, a an orange like glow behind him, and he like turns around really fast. But you, it happens for like a second, so you don't really see anything. I saw that shot, and I was like, "What is that?" And like someone, I was just waiting for someone that that had the time because I didn't want to go into it, like take a screenshot and then brighten it up. So I was waiting for like other people to do it for me. 
wait a couple hours, go on Twitter. Then there's a huge thread about people investigating that one shot. And I'm like, thank God I'm not the only person. Fucking, Here we go. Dude, I, I love Twitter. Twitter is the best. It's so toxic, but it is great sometimes. The Spider-Man community there, I find, is fantastic to be a part of. But then you get any, the Zack any... Snyder part of Twitter, and that's so toxic. <laughs> Twitter is just Twitter. But I'm starting a revolution on Twitter, too, if you want to join. Okay. We'll talk about that after. <laughs> that's definitely something I would like to hear more about. How, I don't know what revolution you're starting, what revolution needs to be started. There's so many. But back to what I was trying to say, so I can finish my thought here. That's, that's the tired. lizard. That's totally the lizard. Someone had um, brightened it up and then they slowed it down and then they made like you just watch the clip over and over again. And I just found myself constantly rewatching it. And you can see it. You can see the body tape. Like at first I thought it was Venom. And then I'm like, there's no way they're going to put fucking Venom in this movie. Like they're not going to fucking do that. That's the only thing where if I hear no. anyone saying Venom's going to be in there, I'm like, no, you're wrong. Venom's not going to be in this fucking movie. No, that's, yeah, definitely that's, the lizard. that's too much because Venom and Carnage, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I just can't see Venom being put into this movie. That's too... I think Venom and Spider-Man are going to meet up. Don't get me wrong. Much. I just don't think he's going to pop up in this movie and be a part of the Sinister Six. Well, at this point now, I think it's Tom Holland's film, isn't it? So I don't know how... It's Tom Holland's film, but who's the like who's the villain outside of villains that have appeared in other Spider-Man movies? <laughs> Jamie Foxx is going to be there. The Lizard's going to be there from Andrew Films. Toby's going to have Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and Sandman. And apparently it's going to be a multiversal Sinister Six. So who is going to be the sixth villain? Apparently, what I've read online is that there is a mysterious villain in the movie that has yet to be revealed yet for who's playing him, who it's going to be, and all that. But I would throw in a Tom Holland villain. Like I would be like, oh, let's just let Vulture be in it again. Let Vulture reappear. We need a Tom Holland villain. It can't just be nothing but Andrew Garfield and Maguire people. That's a good one. And I doubt it's going to be Mysterio. I don't know. If, it's, if Jake Gyllenhaal does appear, though, I'm not going to be against it. Love Jake Gyllenhaal, but I think it'll be Vulture. I fucking love Jake Gyllenhaal. Some people say I think they, some people think it's going to be Paul Giamatti, though. But I'm like, oh, that's the rhino Ooh. from Andrew Garfield's universe. What? I don't want to see it only be villains from other universes. What? Paul Giamatti as Santa Claus from Fred Claus? <gasps> fucking Paul Giamatti, man. Or Paul Giamatti as Jerry Heller. Paul Giamatti from Big Mama's House. <laughs> no, Paul Giamatti from Big Fat Liar. <laughs> no, no, no. Agent Cody Banks, too. <laughs> Hillary Duff. That's it. Hillary Duff. Uh, no. Fuck Jennifer Lopez for breaking Alex Rodriguez's heart. And what a random fucking thing to say. All right, all right. I'm cutting you off here. I'm cutting you off. Benifer forever. Ben Affleck and no. fucking Jennifer Lopez, man. J-Lo and Ben no. Affleck all the way. I don't care. What a perfect way to end it. Apparently, they actually loved each other the whole time. Like, Ben Affleck's always you been in love with her. And she's always her, Alex Rodriguez, I mean, I'll fucking, like whatever. that. I'll believe it, but that's, gotta, that's crazy. Alex Rodriguez till death, me. No, man. No, man. And that's enough. That's enough of your shitty opinions. Thanks for checking out the banter boot this week, everybody. And thanks, dude. Thanks, dudes, for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Okay. Uh, thanks for checking out the Fountain Podcast, episode one. It's banter booth, episode 18, actually. <laughs> but uh, 
this is the only time you'll ever hear Justice Fountain on here. So see you later, fuckface. It was nice talking to everyone except Zach. <laughs> all right, man. Love all you, right. buddy. See you later, dude.